thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. 7.41 you are with JSB and uh, as we look on a Sunday at uh, some of the stories that have come out during the week and try to understand our relation to it as South Africans, also to look at history and in this case the very small world that we live in. We're looking looking at the story of partition. It is noted every year, I said August the 17th, but it's August the 15th was when uh, Pakistan and India were partitioned and uh, received independence uh, in 1947. Some challenges around it, some myths around it. We heard that many people thought that uh, it was an outcome of long-term planning. In fact, it wasn't at all. It was an outcome of a few weeks that the violence that then erupted was not spontaneous. It had, in fact, been brewing over a long while, as the professor noted, at least a year before, and uh, that all of India was under British rule. This was not the case, in fact, at all. So to find out a bit more about how we look at it in relation to ourselves today, in relation to South Africa, we thought we'd get Salman Khan on the line. He's a PhD candidate of political science and international relations at the University of Johannesburg. Salman, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle, and good morning to you and uh, to the rest of our Dulce people in a nice and cold morning. Oh, is it not just four degrees when I walked into the SABC? <laughs> I was just like, no, man. Fascinating, fascinating. <laughs> Salman, a, a really interesting uh, discussion with Professor Puraval of um, the School of Oriental and African Studies at the University of London. One of the areas that we touched on, and we'd like to maybe sort of take that a little further, is this trying to understand what it means for us today. And, you know, as she spoke about, you know, the issues of majoritarianism, but also of um, identity politics and how they then play out. And I'm thinking, for example, of Rwanda and what happened with the Tutsis and the Hutus. I'm thinking of Myanmar with the Rohingya people, the attacks on the Rohingya people and their escape uh, as refugees as well. How do we read an incident like the enormous violence that took place and trauma that took place in 1947 during partition? All right, great. I think it is a very interesting topic, and the canvas is not wide enough in 15 minutes to cover every aspect and demystify the five myths that the professor Pruval was putting. I think she's a little bit shy, shy away from a major facts because I think the land she's living in to write against the British monarchy. Yeah. I think if you look at it holistically, wherever the British monarch has, you know, the root and uh, the, the colonials, and when they leave the colonial power, the exit, they left something behind for centuries of or the generation to deal with it in a, such a violent way, whether it is a Palestine, whether it is a South Africa, whether it is. And that was very simple divide and rule. And yeah. if you look at it like, you know, how they divided the Indian Pakistan, what they've done when they were exiting from here, from rule, like you have a lot, you know, it is a lot of common denomination if you study the history between battles and what was happening in South Africa and what happened in India and Pakistan before the departure. And during the World War One and Two, you had a lot military ruling in South Africa. And then you have a lot, um, you know, the Wavell and then sort of the British ex and direct uh, monarch, uh, the Lord, uh, what, what his name is, uh, Lord Mountbatten. 
So yeah, there are common, a lot of common denominators that we can connect to and look at it holistically. But one thing that I can tell you, and you will be maybe backing up, is whenever, whenever the British have exited, they have left something behind for centuries or a generation to deal with it in a most violent way. And um, and it's prevalent what's happening in India between Hindus and Muslims, what's happening between India and Pakistan, more even in Broadway, and what's happening in Kashmir. And then, of course, in South Africa, it was divided against, you know, the white Muslim the minority, you know. And then, of course, at the time of our own birth of that, there was still interference that we cannot be given by the uh, by the by the Nelson Mandela who's come from a lesser tribe. So yeah, what what we call it in a in a political science is quite a divided rule policy, and that is very prevalent. Sorry, now, say that again. In in political science, you call it divide and rule. So oh, divide, divide and, and rule policy. Sure, and, absolutely. And exactly against the color, creed, size, um, gender, whatever, and then to leave the people to continue to fight against each other. Uh, so they never establish that the people can progress or people can. Not like we have in South Africa, they're still black and white. We have Indian, Pakistan, Muslim against the Hindus. Now, the professor touched on something and she was shocked to say why. Why they so quickly exit. Um, even uh, one year before, the, the due duty was the July the 1940 for, uh, for British Empire to exit or the, the, the division of uh, or independence of India and Pakistan. Why then Lord Lord Mountbatten arrived? I think what happened in the background, the Lord Wavell, who was get too much intrigued into the politics of India, he was under pressure by the Muslim League and the International Congress, and he was he has no other option but to listen to the Gandhi and Ajina. And Lord Mountbatten was sent directly from his his royal, uh, you know, the monarch. Uh, He was from the family of, like, you know, from the Queen family. And he was uncle directly to the Prince Charles to send to sort out the problem, regardless of what was the ground realities. And I think there was a lot of injustices done. Will the professor have really short change, not briefing, very important thing? That is, there was a, a call Act of Indian Independence 1931, which spelled out why and how the division will happen. Then secondly, it was devised in 1947 when the Sir Radcliffe Bondi Commission arrived, and he had no knowledge of it. He just came for five weeks to just make sure that he, he divided, uh, like, you know, you have a penny bank and you said you take 10 coins and you take 90 coins and that is the end of it and gone, which even the Lord Mountbatten wasn't happy because he's supposed to see through the partition, but then the Radcliffe Bondi Commission arrived and he was the one who actually finally took the pencil and brought it in. Now, the background I want to actually broaden the conversation by not just I'm gonna Salman I need you to I need you to slow down a little bit um, for some of our listeners you may be speaking very very fast and okay. uh, we know that we have elderly listeners yesterday we had a winner of a prize who was 86 years old so wow. I wonder if you could just slow down a little <laughs> okay really and uh, this is this is the way I just flow. Okay, I know now, I, <laughs> I think, Michelle, I think we need to look at a broader look, holistic look, what was internationally happening, the globally happening. Yes. And I connect, and I think I'm going to leave you with a thoughts, and then maybe we will revisit that at some point in time. What was happening globally, the, the, the crusader was fighting against the Muslim dominance around the globe. And they were failing miserably in every part. After the third crusader, there was no more that they can break the power of a Muslim empire, Ottoman empire. Now, I want you to connect that. Where was the nucleus of a Muslim empire? It was an Ottoman empire, carrying the 
covering the whole of the Arab Peninsula and going all the way to the China. And then, then there was an offshoot of the emperor that is coming from the Ottoman Empire into the South Asia, which was the Mughal Empire, right? They, they ruled from 1526 to the 1761 until the British arrived. Now, that nucleus was very important for British Empire and Knight Templar and the Crusader to break. So they instigated what we call it a Arab rising, Arab, Arab national uprising, where the Lawrence of Arabia, if you go historically, he was invaded into the Arabia to break the power of a Muslim's rule in that region. And then the same thing happened. The whole of the India-Pakistan used to be the Mughal Emperor because Indian Pakistan was not only the British Empire ruling. It was going all the Myanmar, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, some of the Afghanistan. So they had to break. So what they done to marginalize the Muslim power, they put it out Muslims against Hindus and give a Pakistan, which is a 10% of the actual size that the Muslims should should be having at least 50 to 40 percent of Indian Pakistan division, they left with a only 10 percent of an unpopulated, uncultivated, undeveloped area, which was the buffer zone between the Persian Empire and the British Empire. The land was a known man land that's become a Pakistan. And you unfortunately, Salman, I have to go to a break now. We're going to have to leave it there. Salman Khan, independent geopolitical analyst of Southeast Asia, responding to uh, our story on the partition and an interesting take to say if we go all the way back to the crusaders and um the 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 crusader versus muslim battles which of course was like like 12th century and 14th century if i'm not mistaken many many years ago which uh, does start to look really at the geopolitics of the entire globe